Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio. This is the place committed to getting to know those businesses in our communities and the people behind them. I'm Bo Henderson, and I'm here with Dr. Bill Lampton. Dr. Bill, I'm, I'm excited. I've always wanted to figure out the way to merge the topics of drinking beer and promoting yourself. I think today's show... I thought show... you'd done that a long time ago. <laughs> That's another story for another show. All right. But I'm really excited about today's guest. I think we're going to put together another good show, some good topics here. Yes, we are, and they came here through the usual Gainesville flooding conditions. That's right. I had to... Had to come in through the rain, the cold, uh, the season. I don't know what season is. Wasn't it snowing a week ago? That's right. It did It did snow a week ago. Uh, there's an old saying, you know, if you don't like the weather around here, just wait five minutes. That's right. It'll change on you. Well, let me start with our first guest today. It's Amy Hecker and Lauren Williams with Downtown Drafts. And I'm going to start with you, Amy. Just before we get into this, give me the 10,000-foot the overview about what you're doing over there at Downtown Drafts on the square. So uh, we are a craft beer and wine cafe located right on the square. Our aim is to be sort of like a Starbucks, but with beer and wine instead of coffee. Um, So it's a community meeting place. It's a place that you can come to work. It's a place that you can come to play games with your friends, hang out with your family, and a family place that everyone's welcome at. Well, one of the questions I have, I know, when did you you first open up there? I know it's been a while now. We opened uh, just a little over five years ago. Over five years ago. And what's mm-hmm. been that evolution? I know it wasn't just what it is today to start. I know there's been some changes there's, and growth. And yes, there has been quite an evolution. Uh, when we first opened, we were solely beer to go. So we were basically just buy it and take it home with you. And uh, thanks to some help from the city of Gainesville, we've become more of a cafe type atmosphere where you can sit, sample the beers with your friends and family, um, and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere before you decide whether you'd like to take something home with you. Excellent, excellent. Big change. And, and you did bring something. The city's kind of been involved and come around a lot to create a little bit different scenario than when we started. They have. It's a continuing trend among uh, downtowns in Georgia, it seems, uh, to make it more of a, a friendly atmosphere. Um, just have, have places where people can come and not necessarily have to have a huge meal. Maybe you can just have a snack and a glass of wine right. and uh, not have to worry about it. Well, Lauren, I've got a question for you. I've seen you over there over the years, and uh, from the front line, what do you see as far as um, the niche and the need it feels over there at the at the store? Um, we're really an all-inclusive environment. I mean, we have people of all ages, of all backgrounds and stuff come together and hang out, and that's really cool. Um, I've met a numerous amount of people through it just in the community and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just really – it's brought a lot of people together. There's a yeah. lot of really close friends who say we would have never – met each other were it not for downtown drafts we have couples who have met and gotten married after meeting (laughs) at downtown drafts so it it really is a a special place i feel like it's kind of like cheers Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. very nice Uh, one thing i've I've noticed is that um, it's not just a come and sit and have a drink place but it's very active Uh, you have live music trivia nights wine pairings card games board games you don't leave that place without um having some interaction with the people you came there with and people you meet. Right. It's always so nice to see looking around. No one's on their cell phones. There's so much else to do. So many people to talk to. You've got your games to play and um, dogs to pet because we're dog friendly. So plenty of fun there, too. And so, yeah, I think that's another thing that makes it pretty unique. Well, I'll, I'll have to show up with my little dog, Georgia. She would love that place. Absolutely. Please, Please bring her. We love all the dogs. It is nice. Dogs of all sizes. We met some good friends out front. 
and mm-hmm. that was our starting conversation was over our dogs, nice. right? And we stay in touch. Uh, another question. So one of the things I think you guys are doing a really good job and why it's sticking is is it's beyond coming and having a drink. There, there, you can create an experience there. Mm-hmm. And we find that as a trend more and more is when we can create an experience. That's what makes people come back and tell their friends about you. Yeah, I mean, it enriches your life. That's what it, That's what it's about, you know, is all of the cool things you can do. So. Well, well, let's talk about the beer. So it's not it's not you come in and there's four options. Right. I mean, what's what's a normal spread? I mean, I've I've seen it, but you're gonna have to tell me a little more about it. We have 24 different beers on draft, and we probably what have about like 30 or 40 options in cans mm-hmm. and at least. Yeah. yeah, and they're constantly rotating. We carry a lot of Georgia beers, Georgia wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a really big wine selection. Also, that's something that Lauren's brought in since she came on as general manager, is our extensive wine selection. Um, and our goal is this year to bring in. At least one wine from every single Georgia winery oh, nice. all over the state so that yes. we can be like a truly local focus. Well, I love wine. And, le- <laughs> and let's talk about the breadth of that. There truly is something there for almost everybody. I mean, I think a lot of people just oh, think yeah. of beer as beer. But, I mean, we got everything from sours to, to milk, stouts. I mean, yeah. what? In any any kind of description of kind of the range of we have a beer for everyone. Right. I mean, there's a there is a beer for everyone there because we have so many different flavors, and we also have like non-alcoholic stuff as well. We've got root beer on draft. We've got kombuchas. We've got CBD drinks, craft sodas. So I mean, you can bring your non-drinking friends too. Now, as the general manager, Lauren, so is that your job to like make sure what's coming in those relationships yes. and all that? Okay. Excellent. Yeah, part of it. Yes. Well, once in this, you can. Either of you or both can answer this. What do you see coming up the next? We talked about the evolution over the five years, but what do you see coming? Maybe the next year or three years down the road. Is there continued things in the works? Well, honestly, I mean, with the, with the popularity that's growing of craft beer, of wine, and even of seltzers now, um, most of the local Georgia breweries are either putting out or working on putting out a hard seltzer mm. um, for those of us who are on the keto diet. So I, I would really like to even expand our selection even more um, as it continues. So we really have a little bit of everything. So that's a thing. So so you can, the seltzer's keto friendly. It, yeah, I just learned something. As, as friendly as alcohol can be, can let's be. say that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that uh, many of our guests have talked about is their involvement in contributing to this community. And, and, and we, we admire that. Bo and I admire that so much, and we know our listeners do, because being an entrepreneur and running a business is very demanding on your energy, your time, your family. So tell us a little bit about the charitable work that you do. Well, um, we just feel like Gainesville has given so much to us, and we're so lucky to be here in this awesome community, and we just feel like we really need to give back to the local community. We've started an initiative this year called Gainesville Gives Back. Um, It's in conjunction with Purchase Effect on the Square, and we're focusing on a different local charity every month, running a special um, and promoting awareness for that charity. This month is Court-Appointed Special Advocates for Children, um, so we're doing a dollar from each wine flight sold, which is going to be probably quite a lot of wine flights, um, and just kind of raising awareness of how you can change a child's life. But each month we um, work with a different charity, at least one, um, just to give back and promote awareness in the community. It's very well, important to us. Well, kudos for that, because there's so many good charitable organizations in our community. So many, yes. and And I think awareness to them is, is key. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we think of beer and wine, we think of downtown dress, but but I was learning a little more about there's some food in the mix there too. Just a little bit about that. 
We carry a variety of local snacks. Um, we've got naughty pretzels. We've got like beef jerky sticks, chips, CBD honey sticks mm-hmm. that are really good. I like those. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you can bring food in as well. We've got boar's okay. head as yeah. well. That's Just something that we're also working on, expanding our snack selection. Yes. We don't have a kitchen But it's getting to the point where you can make yourself a meal there with our meat and our cheese trays, our pretzels, our hummus, our pork rinds, locally made, organic. Those are really good. um, Which are really delicious. Um, And, yeah, so we're we're kind of um, promoting food, creating food for everyone as well, like whatever snacks that um, we can bring in. We have King of Pops ice cream, which is always extremely popular. We also have dog ice cream. So even the dogs have a special treat. Very important. You get Georgia over there. Tell us about mm-hmm. your open mic night. You know, Bo and I are such hams. We might show up there sometime. <laughs> we would love for you to show yes. up. Everyone is welcome, and it has been huge. It's every other Sunday. Um, so much great local talent, not just acoustic music, but we've also got some comedy. We've got some poetry. We've got some dramatic readings. Whatever you want to bring to the table, as long as it is family-friendly, it is welcome. Um, and it, it's been really great. It just keeps getting bigger every single week. Well, I'm one of the few guys who failed karaoke, so <laughs> I'll, I'll find something else to bring. It's okay. We've heard worse, I guarantee you. Right. <laughs> well, what are some upcoming events? So somebody out there listening saying, that sounds kind of cool. What's some stuff coming up that we can look forward to? So coming up this Sunday is mm-hmm. Open Mic, and it's also what we're calling Bacon Fest. We're pairing up with K&E's Catering to bring, uh, bring you several different selections of bacon prepared different ways and paired with local beers. So that's going to be super fun. Um, Also, on March 1st, we are hosting our first live podcast at the store. Um, It is called The Wanted Podcast. If you'd like to check it out, it's our local bounty hunters. Very entertaining. And so uh, they will be recording March 1st from 6 to 9 uh, doing their live show. And March 21st, we're really looking forward to participating in Gold on the Greenway. Um, That is a fundraiser for the Rally Foundation to cure childhood cancer. And uh, it's featuring John Driscoll Hopkins from the Zach Brown Band. So that should be a huge event in Midtown, and we will be there on site. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, one of the things I was I was wanting to to make sure what we talked about was as, as we move forward, somebody's out there listening and saying, hey, this is great. I love that they're supporting local businesses, local breweries, all the food stuff, the creating the experience, but but how do I, is there a website, or I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, what's the best way to experience this, it's probably to come in. Yes, for but, sure. But what would you say, is there a certain night, a certain day, if, if I just want to check out Downtown Drafts, what do you think, what do you say? I mean, honestly, it's always busy, there's always a crowd, I, I would say even like a Tuesday night, I do a wine special every Tuesday, yeah. and um, that's always a really good time, or maybe on an open mic, that's my favorite shift to work too, because of all the local talent, and all the people that come out. It's a really it's nice, nice community atmosphere yeah. at Open Mic. Okay, it Open is. Mic. I think we might need to check it out. It's so much fun. We I could broadcast live from there and actually that interview would be great. the... Yeah. That would be fun. That would be awesome. That would be a spirited show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I guess the, one of the things is we're kind of winding down. <clears throat> For somebody listening, what would you guys say? <clears throat> uh, the unique spot, the special thing about this business that's unique to this, to Downtown Drafts. In my opinion, well, I think there are a lot of things that make downtown drafts special, but I, I think a big thing is kind of our authenticity um, in, first of all, welcoming everyone, no matter what walk of life, no matter what age, um, but then also just um, being real with people. Like, we don't have a marketing firm. You know that when you see our social media posts, it's us talking to you. 
Um, we do trivia nights every Thursday. We write the trivia. We host the trivia. Like it's a true like do-it-yourself family business, and that's something that we're really proud of because we do it all on our own. Very good. Yeah. Get to know you. So, so guys, again, is there a website or anything else? Facebook, and, and we also have our menu on Untapped now. Okay. You can check in beers. We have we'll have soon have an upcoming beer section. So if you see something that you want, you can like subscribe to that beer, and you'll get a notification on your phone. You can come try it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Hey, it's available. Yeah. And, and go ahead. I could do it, but I'm going to let you. How do you explain to somebody where to find you on the square? Um, I always say right beside Avocados or the Law Library. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple. Yeah. Every it, There's plenty of landmarks on the square, but, yeah, we, we're right there. So pretty easy to find. Well, Amy and Lauren from Downtown Drafts, thank, thanks so much for visiting us here at, at North Georgia Business Radio X, and I look forward to coming out and checking out more of what you guys got going on. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Bill. So we covered some entertainment, some drinks. Now let's transition and learn more about how do we promote ourselves in some of that. Yes, and that's very vital, whatever business you're in, of course. And I'm delighted to bring in as our next guest, John Vardaman of Morton Vardaman and Carlson, based in Gainesville, Georgia, the company is a full-service marketing agency that's closing in on, get this, both 50 years. Wow of brand architecture and promotion for businesses regionally and nationwide. In fact, it's one of Georgia's largest advertising agencies north of Atlanta. Welcome, John. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Delighted to have you as our guest. You and I have known each other for a lot of years. This is our first opportunity to converse on the air. Welcome to the show. Tell us, please, uh, uh, give us an overview of the company. Uh, you've been in business five decades. Um, what's going on? Well, first, I'll have to say I haven't been there the entire 50 years. <laughs> I Hopefully, everyone can see on Facebook Live, I am a little <laughs> bit younger than, than that would be. But we started in 1973 uh, right here in Gainesville, Georgia, and uh, started with our founder was a man named Arthur Morton, went by Top Morton, and uh, he was very much tied to the poultry industry. He came over from the Poultry Times newspaper, had a lot of national clients, and so he started the agency. Uh, my background is in journalism. I came from uh, a start where my father was the uh, editor here of the Times for many years. And, and we I, still read his columns. Well, thank you very much. And I <laughs> followed in his footsteps and went to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and then decided to move back, and I started a public relations firm. And then we ended up merging our two firms in 1994 to start Morton and Vardaman Associates, and then our creative director and executive vice president, Tina Carlson, then became the third name, uh, and we went with Morton, Vardaman, and Carlson. So that that has been our agency name through the time span. Well, I think there's a lot of still um, misunderstandings about PR. What is PR? Would, would you like to tackle that for us, the listener out there? Because I think there's a lot of different ideas. Right. It's public relations, and it is very broad, Bo. It, it can be anything from publicity. It can also be part of your uh, social media ca- uh, campaign that you do. It can be special events. Uh, so you just really try to get creative with that. Uh, publicity, public relations is is good in, in a way. It's a different type of uh, marketing or advertising. Uh, we like to think of it as third-party endorsement. Uh, mm. If you're able to interest uh, uh, journalists or bloggers uh, in something about your business, it gives somewhat more credibility if it's been reported on about a third party versus you doing an advertising, something like that. But that's generally what public relations is, and it does uh, span many different areas. We've represented a, a client, a, a company in a rezoning 
for example, working with attorneys to help them get their, their message out. Uh, that right now, there's the ESPLOST campaign, the sales tax campaign that is going on in the business community uh, and the local schools, and we're uh, promoting that. So that's a part of a public relations campaign that we're doing. So it can span a lot of different areas. So I see. So so is brand messaging part of the the it is package? Okay, it is getting I, the right words. I hearken back on my days in journalism as really coming up with a communications message. We do branding. Uh, and that that we we like to we've coined the phrase brand architecture is uh, really what we do and helping people really uh, determine their their brand in a way that is uh, uh, you, the 10 second elevator speech uh, but just communicating really your personality as a business simply is what it is branding and, and I, I I can identify with the power of that I, I ran a business for 15 years by myself and then as we went to grow and expand I realized we had to do a lot of work to create the, the messaging that wasn't dependent on me telling it. And it was a, it was a process. Right. There's so many, many messages out there and brands that, that we're bombarded with. So it's just very important uh, that you work on something, uh, your brand that is you know, easy to remember. It's uh, very simple and uh, it, it's always consistent so that it stands out among all the messages that we're bombarded with every day. Well, in listening to these ladies, John, I, I heard a lot of clarity. They, they know who they are. They Very know who good. they serve. But I'll talk to a lot of people venturing into business, and they're just really foggy. So I, I guess that's part of it, too, is we need to really get clarity around who we are, what we do, who we serve. That's correct. We go through a questionnaire with our clients. Um, uh, I often preach that a brand is not really what you think you, you are or your business. It's what your customer thinks. So we'll also talk to customers and help really determine what the brand is. And then once you have that you know, positioning statement is what we call it, or it can be your 10-second elevator speech, then we start to put strategies behind that. And, and we go through all the different forms of marketing to really promote that brand in a consistent manner across all forms of uh, of marketing yeah. channels. I think I remember from my graduate school days, there was a guy named Edwin Bernays who said that public relations is the engineering of consent. Is That's that right? That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, as a public relations agency, do you yourself and your staff have to believe in the validity and even the ethics of a client before you will accept them? That's a very good question, Bill. We are very proud of our agency and of the clients whom we represent. So I really have to say we have not had a problem with that. We have uh, very good clients. Now, a few years ago, we made the decision not to represent political candidates. We, mm -hmm. we were in a, uh, it was back in the 90s, we were representing a Democrat and a Republican in two different races. And I think I had all my clients upset with me and we, we decided that that was time to stop doing that. Now I did mention the education splost and that's a little bit different uh, and, and uh, as far as getting involved in politics. But we have always, I've always said in my business, you hear the word spin used. I don't like that word. I've never liked that word. I really believe that you tell the truth, and it's really just getting uh, educating the public what your message is. And everyone has two sides to the story, so let's do that in an ethical, you know, and upfront way. Well, John, one of the things I know that's certain, if anything certain, is change and things evolve. 
And we talked about five decades of business. How have you guys stayed on top? I know the thing that might be the thing to do and the popular thing now might not be in five years. And you see people struggle trying to do the thing that worked 20 years ago. How do you deal with that? Right. Well, in some of that, I'd like to kind of talk about how things have changed in my industry. Now sure. I'm going to really sound old. But I really <laughs> did start before computers in my in the, when I was in journalism. And I've seen that evolution uh, when our agency started, um, you know, it was basically radio, television, advertising, newspaper advertising, direct mail, some of the, your, your standard things. And to witness in my lifetime since I've been involved to see all the changes in digital, it, it's just quite in, in, incredible. I've, I've read when television came in the 60s. Now, that would, would predate me in the advertising world. But they felt like television would just sort of overtake all forms of advertising, and, and that was the you know the the golden truth, or you know it was all that would be used. But uh, I found it just it, with perspective, television just became another channel. So I say the same thing about digital. You know, everyone is uh, and digital is excellent, and we use that in all different communications. But there are still some of the same and tried uh, principles of marketing and channels that that you can use. But changes that we've seen, Bo, um, I can still remember when we worked with a telecommunications firm that told us about the, quote, information superhighway, and we tapped into the Internet for the first time. We had a client that thought it was so cool. He said, let's do a website. And we said, okay, I guess we can do that. Uh, we weren't really sure how you would use it, but it was basically a brochure right. on the Internet. And then just evolved from there. Same thing with social media. Social media came along. I, I, quite honestly, I felt like that was just sort of a fad. That was just something that consumers did to have fun and, and get to know friends. And now we use it in business. So we have seen so many changes from you know the website, social media. Uh, it's just advanced so much just in the short time that I've been involved. Well, you'll you'll appreciate this example. We do a lot of community education events around North Georgia, and. Facebook ads, digital ads, they were filling the rooms, filling the rooms. And what we used to do a decade ago and beyond was mailers. We'd mail, But guess what? Now, the, as the Facebook ads started dropping, we did a test and did some mail. And it's like the mailers are new again. Right, right. right. That's you right. Gotta be, you got to be nimble. Right. You know, a lot of times when we present an idea to a client, they'll say, uh, let's say that we Facebook ads, somebody say, well, I'm not on Facebook. You know, why, why would we do Facebook ads? Well, <laughs> yeah, because your customer, there are, there are a certain a number of your customers are on Facebook or they're on Instagram uh, or they're uh, looking at LinkedIn. Uh, and there are some that are reading the newspaper. They're still reading the printed newspaper, listening to the radio show, hopefully listening to this show. So it's just not one size fits all. You've you've got to you've got to be smart about it and, and know who your audience is, and then try to really uh, define a, a marketing plan that really fits the the best um, marketing channels for your customer. You started your career in newspapers. You've mentioned, and all of us are well aware of the changes in the way we get information. And there are many people who are even wondering why we still have schools of journalism. What, what's your outlook on the place of newspapers now and maybe a decade or two from now? Right. Well, I am very concerned about the, the future of um, journalism and particularly local newspapers. That, that's what I grew up on. Uh, I feel I have noticed that uh, more and more people, a lot of my clients, for example, will say, why should I pay for a subscription to the local newspaper when I can get free content. And that really bothers me uh, personally. 
I think there is uh, no better uh, form of uh, information than your local newspaper, your local radio station, and so I wholeheartedly support that role. I'm very disturbed by hearing in other areas of local newspapers there are some many in this state of Georgia that have gone out of business. Uh, there have been some. I know there's a, a chain, uh, let's see, in that owns the Miami Herald that just recently declared bankruptcy. Yeah, I just read that this week. Yes. That's right. And there are uh, newspapers. Some are taking the innovative step of becoming nonprofits and looking at uh, contributions coming in, much like you'd contribute to uh, Habitat for Humanity or other nonprofit causes. So I'm very concerned. I, th I think some have figured it out. The New York Times, Wall Street Journal are examples uh, of people who are paying for content. Uh, I know our local newspaper, The Times, has looked for other things like uh, special events that they sponsor mm -hmm. and things like that to try to get innovative. But I would like to say that uh, personally, my opinion, the newspaper or radio uh, station is just as important to your community as your local uh, chamber of commerce, economic development, a community that without a newspaper, uh, to me, uh, is not seen as being part of a, a community where you would want to live quality of life or a business so it's much part of economic development to me as any business or uh, or other landmark in your community and I, I think there's a disconnect when we start getting to just national news right what's going on with joe's business up the street that's that correct. i grew up with his dad at the shop you know that's exactly correct uh so so those are some things we're seeing any other trends that you're seeing in your world the pr world that what you might things come in the next five, 10 years? Right, that's an interesting question. We always have to keep on our toes. I just, I, I guess the answer would be the social media. Uh, for businesses, LinkedIn, uh, for, but for many, as far as uh, doing the Instagram, uh, Twitter, those are all just continuing to, to grow and grow. It, it, it used to be that our clients did them on their own, and now they're you know, asking us to organize uh, content calendars and, and reaching out. Uh, and it, we have just found it so effective. I, you know, we represent a lot of different companies. Well, one uh, example is Buford Corn Maze, and uh, we almost do that entire promotion through social media, and you see the results by right. building a following, building, much like downtown drafts does. You, you build connection with your customer base through social media. Right. What would be some of the cautions that you would give clients who are handling social media on their own, along with your help as well. I think one would be uh, stay away from politics. You're not going to uh, you're not going to persuade people. You're just going to anger people. So, what what are some other tips you would give people to help them grow an audience and and a supportive audience on social media? Well, one thing I would say is designate really a, a sort of a spokesperson, much like you do when you're making a statement to the media, mm -hmm. okay, uh, with, with publicity. So the same thing with social media, I would say you designate a person. Now, I think it's certainly okay, people are out uh, with a company doing a bowling event or something like that, and you want to post pictures. But in generally, I think it should be channeled through a central a person that that really says yay or nay is this really uh, what we do because you don't want people posting something and you mentioned like political messages and things like that I think you just uh, give them guidelines and then try to monitor it as much as that and we put together a calendar and so that helps a lot because you you, you sort of plan what you're going to be posting 
And that leads to consistency. There. That's right. correct, right. Well, and, and brand architecture. There you, you go. That's, uh, whatever they say is going to reflect one way or another on the brand. Is it going to support it or conflict with that's it? That's correct. Well, question, John, is some people are listening today. What's the client for you for your firm? What's the, what's the ideal type of client? Is, is there a business size? or so, What's that look like? We do not do uh, retail. Okay. We do not do uh, political um, uh, candidates, as, as I mentioned. Uh, we do a lot of manufacturing. I mentioned the poultry industry of our roots. I'm proud to say we have a client 47 years. It's wow. a, a company that makes ventilation fans for the poultry industry as well as every Waffle House in America. Uh, so we are a relationship firm. So here's my little bit of commercial. You can work with a number of different agencies, and they will do, I hate to say it, as good of work as we. They have artists like we do. They have writers like we do. A lot of times it gets into relationships, mm -hmm. and we see ourselves as a relationship firm. We're not a volume firm. We, we work strategically with clients, so we'll work with one large law firm, for example, in one region. We have law firm here. Proud to say Stuart, Mellon, and Frost. We also work with a law firm in Rome, Georgia. So we work in different regions like that. So we're all about branding and imaging. So that can be for professional uh, firms like a, 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 a law firm or a, a, an accounting firm. We work with manufacturing companies. I mentioned a corn maze. So we, we, we get out there sometimes on different clients. Sometimes we work for individuals. So across the board. Well, John, one of the things, as we're kind of winding up, somebody's out there listening that might want to reach out, might say, I have an idea, or maybe what's the next step? Is it is it to call you a website? What do you th what's, what's the best way to learn more? Right. Uh, we're based in Gainesville, Georgia. I think we're fairly easy to find. I think the easiest way, just like I'd say with my neighbor here downtown Drafts, just Google us. Mm -hmm. uh, Google the name. That's probably the easiest way to, to find anyone these days. Right. But we are downtown Gainesville. Uh, you can go to our website, mortonbarterman.com. And check us out there. Uh, gives a little bit better description than probably I've done today about our firm and our services. I believe that uh, we've learned a lot today, Bo, about the engineering of consent. And after we've done that during the day, where to go celebrate at night. That's right. So, Jim, thanks so much. John, sorry. Thanks so much for sharing with us what we've learned about PR, what we need to know, what we've learned. Ladies, thank you for sharing with us what you're doing at Downtown Drafts on the Square. A lot of very local downtown Gainesville businesses here. And, you know, I heard two themes that I hear that come up over and over again when we talk about businesses that stand the test of time and success. It's building relationships, being a key, and creating memorable experiences. So, guys, you were no exception to that. And I thank so much for you being on North Georgia Business Radio X. Dr. Bill, been another great show. Yes, and we'll be back again. See you next week, same time, same place, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X.